What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IreLoneStar.com. As always, you can make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, but in the meantime, you can hang out right here with me, Corey DLG, and little brother Nico. It's me. And we're doing this uh, on the Monday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot going on this weekend. The, the debut of Shang-Chi. Is that, that's that right? Shang-Chi? 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 Um, and the Legend of the Ten... Legend of the Ten Rings? Mystery of the Ten Rings? Legend of the Ten Rings. Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, we saw it. What did you think? Uh, uh, it slapped, honestly. <laughs> I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great yeah, as well. I, was, I really enjoyed it. It was fantastic. I, I feel really bad for people who are like, I don't want to go see it. It's it's super worth it. And honestly, movie theaters are basically ghost towns. Just go in the middle of the day on like a Tuesday. You'll be the only one there, I promise. Oh, like they don't want to see it like for, for reasons like pandemic related? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. Uh... I think I saw the Friday numbers were 85 million. So it's on track to do pretty solid opening weekend, 300 million, 250 million, something like that. Um, Hopefully it does. That'd be awesome. Um, I think it'd be nice to have something feel a little normal. So I think I'm kind of rooting for that. Um, but I actually, I, I went ahead and sent a tweet to, uh, Simo Lu, who I think that's how you say it, his name, the, uh, lead actor. And I told him, Hey man, just saw the movie. It's awesome. I don't know what the numbers are going to be, but you're, you know, you can be proud of this movie. Like, yeah, don't feel bad. No, I, I think that this, you know, it's been a while since I've seen a, a, a comic book movie, but this is like. Like just like just with the doctor or it feels like good medicine. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was a really it was a really good movie and a lot of interesting things to it. Um, yeah, great cameos. Great, like, I was gonna. That's what I was about to ask you about. What do you think is up with the Wong Abomination situation? Like they're, it seems like they're they're like training partners almost. Right. What 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 do you think? What do you, what what do you make of that? I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, we haven't seen the abomination in literally like a decade, right? Um, and also, just as importantly, um, it, it seems like in this movie, Wong's taking on a bit of a leadership role, doesn't it? Yeah, he definitely feels like a like an organizer of some people. Because for those who haven't seen the movie, in the middle, there's a big fight. Like they go to like a fight club situation. And, and Wong and Abomination are the main event as they walk in. The two of them fight. And then when it's over, Wong is like talking to Abomination as though he's in charge. Like, well, I told you, you got to be practicing this and this. Um, and then the there are two after credit scenes. So we missed one. Um, there's an after credit scene where Wong kind of summons Shang-Chi and Aquafina to come talk to him about the Ten Rings. And Wong, Captain Marvel, Bruce, Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner are having a conversation with him about the Ten Rings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there he goes. Good radio yawn. Um, But yeah, so they're sitting there and they're having this conversation with him about, you know, what what it means to have the Ten Rings and they're trying to figure out their origins and they're super unknown. So, like, the rings are really, really old, um, at least over a thousand years, but now they're sending a signal. Uh, I actually am of the opinion, so these rings could tie into two things. They can either tie into the Eternals, and this signal summons the Eternals, or summons the Deviants, which also would summon the Eternals. Or my second opinion is that these rings are actually connected to Kang the Conqueror. The time guy? The time guy. Because he's he was introduced 
in the finale of the Loki series. And I'm pretty sure he is the big bad villain of this next phase of Marvel. Uh, I was thinking it was it maybe it was the Celestials because the Eternals is coming up too. Right. Well, the Celestials, yeah, the Celestials would, would tie it into the Eternals or the Deviants, I guess. Um, yeah, either one. Yeah. However, um, if it's the Time Guy, it would also make sense, though, because, as you just so eloquently put it, he's the Time Guy. So, like, they could have been made in the far future, you know, where technology's crazy, and then Kang takes them with him to the past and then leaves them for, like, a protector or a guardian. Then Shang-Chi's dad finds them, and then Shang-Chi takes them. Right. So, spoilers, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it's listen, it's a superhero movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's still worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Still see it, because this movie is, like, great. It's, like, nonstop action. It really, it really is. There's just so much going on. Plus, there's so much we haven't revealed. Right, yeah. And it's a pretty long movie, but it definitely doesn't feel long at all, which is perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, the movie paces really well. Yet, like, at no point did I... I started to realize we'd been there a long time, but at no point was I like, how long is this movie? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't look at my clock or anything, but, like, it started to be like, it's been a while. But yeah. uh, but the movie itself was still so entertaining that I was like, hey, it's all right. It's and surprisingly funny, but I mean that's most Marvel movies. I feel like yeah, they do a good job of finding the humor, and they didn't do the obvious jokes either, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, you know, the whole scene with the bus they show in the previews, Aquafina's driving—it's kind of like a thing out of Speed. It'd be really easy to make an Asian driver joke there. Yeah, I mean you did, but <laughs> I did, I did. I mean I leaned over to you and I said it, but uh, they they didn't do it. They didn't do it, and that's. That shows some growth on the part of a Marvel film, because uh, usually it's the low hanging fruit; it's the easy joke to make. But uh, they they went they went for better they went for funny stuff. She's Aquafina is really funny. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. I didn't know anything else she was in. Uh, she's she's in a bunch of stuff as like minor characters all over the place. Yeah, I think I feel like she's showed up in stuff that I've watched, but I don't. I don't know of anything where I've, I've like been like, oh, okay, this is that Aquafina thing I wanted to check out. Um, but she was pretty funny. She, I really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Also, it really felt like this. The this movie was touching on different. Like, uh, I'm gonna say this in a weird. I guess it'll probably be weird. I have to explain it. Like different magic or mechanics than the other movies have done. Yeah, I would agree with it. You know, like the Doctor Strange magic, it, 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 like where Wong was using the Doctor Strange magic, it's pretty obvious. It's the discs, it's the the floating holes, but it's it's all kind of that that particular color scheme and things of that nature. Yeah, it's um, definitely another aspect to it. Yeah, like this, for whatever reason... It didn't fit into the other stuff you've already seen in Marvel, which makes me, which is another part that makes me think it's related to something that's coming up. Yeah. I mean, I think, be, I think the Eternals is a pretty good guess. I mean, knowing that that movie's coming, is that the next movie? Is that? It goes, so. It's the one we got the preview for before, um, before we actually saw Shang-Chi. Yeah, it is. It was Eternals, and then in December will be Spider Man. Um, so Eternals is next, and that's going to be in November. Um, I, it probably ties more directly into that. Then, yeah, you're probably right. He's the very next. I can't even. I can't even imagine he's the very next film already. We're already getting to the Eternals. That's what I'm saying. Like, like three, three films in four months. You know, Marvel waited as long as they could, but they finally were like, "These things have got to come out, bro." Yeah, these these got to go. <laughs> and like the thing that like absolutely blows my mind is that like we're starting to get to like super deep cut territory. As far as, like, the characters and the references and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, Hulk, Thor, like, they've always been kind of known to, like, the public. Captain America, like, they've been very visible for the past, you know, 30, 40 years. But, like, the Eternals? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Now now we're in kind of this whole... It's all going to have to be explained. But it's going to, like... There's no way Eternals isn't, like, two and a half hours with, like, 20 minutes of someone just telling you what's going on. 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, you get a pretty good idea of like the character, like again, Marvel does such a good job of like character, like characterization, you know, well, their trailers are really well put together. Right. So like just from the trailer we saw now, I know who the Eternals are, but just from the trailer we saw, like, I don't know who people, the Eternals are, <laughs> but how do you, you probably have a pretty basic, like a, a, a third grade understanding of the Eternals already just from that trailer. Yeah. You know, they live forever. They were made by the Celestials, uh, and they're not supposed to interfere. Yeah, they're not supposed to interfere. And with this newest trailer, it's like they fight a thing called the Deviants, or whatever they're called. Yeah, the Deviants, yeah. Yeah, they fight the Deviants, protectors, don't get involved, live a long time, super strong. Like, you're like, all right, yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, and so they're basically like... The way the way the okay so in the comic books the way it's set up is the, the celestials are this group of just cosmic gods essentially. Yeah, um, we've technically already seen a celestial, uh, a dead one. That's yep. true. Um, and so even the dead one, you know, floats around and they can live off of it. Like the celestials are a big deal, um, but. You know, a bajillion years ago, they were seeding life in the cosmos, like trying out different things. They were experimenting with life. Uh, and their first version was the Deviants. And they decided um, it's not really the way we want to go. So they created the, the Eternals to kind of fix things. And so they sent these Eternals to Earth to get rid of the Deviants. Um, and then they sent. They told them, hey, we're going to start over with humans this time. You're, you're not to interfere with the humans. You're not here for the humans. You're here to just make sure the deviants don't bother anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the deviants are kind of like uh, almost like the bug species, the horde or something from like StarCraft. Like they show up with a, just a whole wave of stuff. The Eternals fight them all off and then they, they go away and the Eternals go back into hiding. Uh, that's sort of their purpose. Um. But in the comic books, what inevitably happens, obviously, is they is they get integrated into the Marvel Universe at times. Um, and that's this chapter here. Um, that's where we're at in the Marvel Universe now. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, they, they can explain it as deep as they want, but it's interesting to see what's about to happen. Because if the, if the Eternals get involved now, um, it's it's big hours. Well, it, it'll just be interesting to see because uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. I don't know how the Avengers would integrate into like the Avengers that are around right now, or I don't think they're set up to solve any kind of giant cosmic problem. So, like, they would basically be sidekicks to these Eternals. Yeah, as it stands currently, we're not really fighting cosmic threats here. Right, like, level. other than Thor... Um, and even like, that's arguable. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, at least he, like... Okay, when the big three fought Thanos, Thanos technically is an Eternal. He's from another tribe of them, but technically an Eternal. Uh, he's the Mad Titan. So... Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man showed up and they, and they fought him. And it felt like that was kind of a cool, fairish fight between the three of them. Yeah. The four of them. There's not, a, currently amongst the Avengers, there's not two other guys that you would pair next to Thor where the three of them could fair fight uh, an Eternal. I like to imagine I'm going to go Thor, Groot, Rocket. There we go. <laughs> It'd be funny. I don't know that it would work. I mean, I guess ideally it would be Thor, um, eventually Ironheart is supposed to get introduced here in some of these other series. Um, it, Thor, War Machine, and Cap Falcon, but like I don't know, I I don't know that I see it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know that I see it. Like I don't think I I don't see the three of them surviving that fight. Maybe they need a fourth. You get like. Star Lord or someone in here, <laughs> just monkey pilot on there. Maybe they just need the whole Avengers. Yeah, they just need the whole Avengers. Drax. <laughs> maybe, 
Maybe Vision. Maybe Thor Vision and somebody else. Ooh, Vision. Would, yeah, Vision would be really like who's who's the other Scarlet Witch? Probably those three. Yeah, maybe those three could fight an Eternal or two. But I mean, see, uh, we just had to kind of we had to we had to dig to find a, a threesome that we thought could do it though. Yeah, I mean, just because that's how powerful they are, right? And that's also kind of how like this set of Avengers is sort of underpowered for whatever is next. Well, you could always put Hulk against pretty much anything. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, you, they're still doing the Bruce Banner arm and a sling thing, so I think they're still playing up that Hulk may only have one arm now. Um, Either that, or he just hasn't gotten mad enough to fix it. Interesting. I I think they're introducing the second generation of heroes to take their place, but the second generation of heroes they're they're introducing are sort of underpowered. Yeah, comparatively. <laughs> Well, so, I, mean, I mean, to an extent, I mean, like, I, I guess, I guess, like, I guess Falcon doesn't have, like, super soldiers here. Right. That, I mean, that's the big difference, right? Like, Captain America isn't just a human. Yeah, like, I forget that. And it's like, well, he's not actually just a guy. Right. Plus, could Sam lift the hammer? I mean, I'd hope so, right? <sighs> I don't know. We haven't we haven't gotten any confirmation of that. I'm gonna say he can't. I'm gonna go with uh, Iron Man for four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sam has enough self doubt and conflict within him that he can't lift the hammer. That's fair, I guess. He's not worthy. And 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 personally, I think the worthiness comes from internally, like not like early Thor ab just complete confidence in yourself but just in the reality like no I have to have the hammer to do good you know I'm I'm the hammer you know I'm doing good and the hammer is a tool for that like that kind of internal when you just know like no I'm here to save everybody like there's not a I mean yeah but like there's no way that I don't think the hammer is actually judging your morality slash worthiness I think it comes from you I mean that that might be a fair take on it, because I mean like, but I mean like the 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 hammer worked before even when Thor was in a complete mess. Yeah, but that was before Odin put the curse on it. Oh no, it would have been after because that's Thor too. No, Odin puts the curse on the hammer in the beginning of Thor. Yeah, and then when they go back in time, it's Thor too. Oh, you're saying. You're saying Fat Thor is yeah, a complete yeah. mess. Okay. He was, but I think he was just sad. He wasn't unworthy. Mm, but his own self-doubt might have. Maybe. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like that, That's what I'm saying, like, counter to your theory. Maybe. Maybe the hammer just loved him. Maybe. Um, if they do follow the storyline of uh, Lady Thor... During the Lady Thor storyline, they get into Mjolnir's, like, the truths of Mjolnir a lot more. And you do find out that it's alive, and it is an entity with its own set of powers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Makes this really complicated. Uh, I I don't know that it makes it complicated. It sort of explains some things. Because, like, she can make the hammer do things that Thor can't. Um, The hammer feels differently about Thor than it does about uh, Jane Foster. Um, like the hammer, like is in love with Jane Foster, but it it likes fighting with Thor. That makes sense. And so, like when she has the hammer, it can just—it's just more powerful. Yeah, and I guess Thor just being an Asgardian helps a lot. Well, I think it just enjoys kind of like the adventure of Thor. Like I think it likes. You know, doing I mean, yeah. good and, and, and fighting across the cosmos and going amongst the nine realms and all that. Well, Mule Deer doesn't exist anymore, right? It's broken. It's uh, gone. Is, is it, well, it is and it. I mean, I guess it is and it isn't, right? Like, yeah, they'd have to get it from another timeline. They'll have to show up from somewhere. Is but multiversal I, madness before Love Is Thunder or after? I think right before. That might be why. I think Multiversal Madness is the first one. 
Because if that's the case, then it's multiversal madness, and that makes sense why we'd get Lady Thor. Oh, like she's from another reality? Either from another reality or they get Mjolnir from another reality. Because Mjolnir, as it stands in the Prime Universe, is dead. <laughs> Hella blew it up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hella did blow it up. I don't know. That's a good point. Maybe maybe they go to a different reality and they just find Lady Thor there just hanging out. Yeah. That would be a trip. Yeah, it's Jane Foster. Thor's like, who's this beautiful Asgardian woman? She finally right. takes off like the helmet. Say what? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They've done so much stuff with Lady Valkyrie that I feel like... It could be her. I mean, I I, I think it is Jane Foster. I think Natalie Portman talked about getting in shape with Crimson, Chris Hemsworth and all that. But specifically what I meant, like... There's a lot of story to tell in this world already. I don't know that they need to go to another realm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe My thing is up. just the logistics of it. Like Mjolnir's... where the hammer comes from? Yeah. Well, Thor can always make a new hammer for her. That's true. Or maybe the Asgardians make one just to have, you know, a powerful weapon. And they're going to name a new Thor or a new champion. And it winds up being Jane Foster. Here we go, guys. Marvel Phase 5 is fear itself. <laughs> 20 plus hammers yes if your Nine. hero click has more than two like it's unbeatable plus one to all stats still rolling plus, plus three, three to rolling yeah Ugh. don't even I love it. it's power cosmic stupid is what it is <laughs> this is the dumbest mechanic I've ever seen in my it's life the only way Joey was ever going to kill anybody either just rolling nine hammers deep on a hero clicks team so you can book of the skull and it costs ten points. That I think I think that was the worst part about like hero clicks at the time was the fact that like you could get an entire full built book of skulls for like forty points. Yeah, although forty still felt like a lot. I mean, I know you know once it was all assigned, it wasn't a lot, but it's like just from the jump, forty points is a lot of points to give out. Right, but that means that like you could build any two hundred and forty point team, and then just right. make it the best. Right, and then if you had split lip on your team, you could even do something else. So like for sixty points, you you know it was even better or whatever. Like yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. Love it. <laughs> See, and then the big bad could be the serpent. We get to we get to bring the X Men into this. <laughs> yeah, you gotta remember the X Men are gonna start showing up too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And the Fantastic Four. See, that's why I said Fear itself because it involves all of them. It's true, it does. Because uh, it even has, it even, has, it even yeah. has Speederman in it. He's one of the the worthy. Yeah, I don't remember which was which for a second. No, Mighty. No, Mighty are the bad guys. Oh, okay. I think. No, Worthy, because it's the Hammers, and then Mighty is the, the good ones. But Worthy implies good. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's the Mighty Avengers? Or the Worthy Avengers? One of the two. Either way, like, it involves all of them, and then, like, the big bad is where we can, like, fix stuff. Because it's got the X-Men, it's got the Avengers, it's got... Like, I might be, I might be just like being super biased because it's one of the big storylines that I know. But like, genuinely, this kind of works out. It would be cool to do fear. I they don't have enough of the characters introduced yet, though. They don't have enough. I mean, yeah, but we're yet. talking about like eight years into the future here. True. They can just honestly <laughs> a lot. This'll of be year. Books. This will be the third decade of Marvel films. And a lot of these villains are so random, they can really just kind of pop them up and pop them in. Right, yeah. And most of them are like Absorbing Man uh, and uh, what's what was her name? Titania. Titania, like easy Hulk villains done. Right. Um, the Grey Gargoyle. I, I think he's always Spider- been like an Avengers Iron Man type villain. So yeah. he can show up anywhere. Um the fish one, but if they're really doing a Fantastic Four movie that has Namor in it, then the fish guy can show up there. Yep. Um, 
the thing is one of them, so he can get you get the betrayal. Yeah. Hulk Hulk is one Hulk. of them. And then who's uh, the last who's the last hammer? It's Skatey, so Red Skull's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can enter. I mean, yeah. They could really do. They could really use anybody as Skatey, but they could also give it. They could actually just introduce the daughter of Red Skull. Yeah, because she's like the one that starts it off. So I have an idea that I think they're doing with the what if stuff. Um, have you have you been watching it? No. So again, another just really sad. This will be the second week in a row where it's been a really sad kind of downer. Super uh, downer if. edition. This one is what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Oh. And in it, uh, the premise is the beginning of the ep- of the episode. He's already Doctor Strange, and he's already been doing the magic stuff, and he's holding the eye of Agamotto, and it's like the five year anniversary of the accident that makes him become Doctor Strange, but in this reality. The car accident doesn't destroy his hands. In the car with him is Rachel McAdams' character, and she dies in the car accident. Uh, and he turns the dark arts, the mystic arts, to try and find a way to reverse and undo it. Um, so he's sitting there drinking the Eye of Agamotto, and Wong is there, and basically is like, hey, I'm going to make some tea. Why don't you come have some tea with me before you do something stupid? And he's like, yeah, okay. But for like a split second, he wants to do the other thing, and so... In the reality where he goes to try and save her life, um, he basically goes on this crazy quest and kind of basically turns evil uh, in an effort to change, in an effort to save her life. Oh, man. Yeah. And so. Nothing worse than the evil sorcerer supreme. Right. Um, And I guess spoilers here. I mean, you have to, you're gonna, people, everybody's gonna watch these anyway. They have to watch them. They're so good. Uh, but he winds up, you know, basically destroying his own reality because of everything that he does. Dang. Um, it's bad. It's real bad. And it actually ends with him and the Watcher having a fight. Oh, wow. Uh, not, a, not, a, not a physical kind, but an argument. Oh. Like, he's felt his presence a couple times throughout the episode. And finally, he's like, I know you're here. I know you're watching this. You could undo all of this. And he's like, I can, but it would endanger the other realities. And also, uh, my job is to watch, not to interfere. You did this, not me. Mm-hmm. And Strange is like, uh-uh. It's cool to see the Watchers again. <laughs> it is cool. Uh, and they do a really good job with him. Like, it's really, he's really, yeah, a really cool character. But I think this is obviously going somewhere. Where, like, these characters are still in... You can't leave a story without a redemptive arc of some kind. I mean, that's just kind of writing one-on-one sort of a thing. So I think that they're going to then... I think there's some sort of really big team-up episode coming. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that for a second. Where all these are connected somehow. Right. Even if it's teaming up Hank Pym's Yellow Jacket with um, this broken Doctor Strange and like just these different because while the first two were interesting they don't necessarily leave you broken hearted necessarily right this might be like a team up of like the weird dark not like dark Avengers but like bad guys almost like like just broken Avengers sort of yeah sad Avengers well, like, so the, the Peggy Carter one ends basically how the Captain America movie ends, right? Where she's been trapped away in all these years, but then when she comes back, they're like, hey, it's the war's over. It's been 60 years or whatever. And she's like, oh, because I'm late for that dance. And then that's the end of the episode. Um, Broken Heart Avengers. Right. So, like, I, I can really see them kind of, you know, merging a lot of these ideas and doing stuff with them. Um so yeah, like, it would feel weird to have these all be one-offs. Right, like, what what are they trying to do if they're not at least connecting these somehow? Um, so I do think we're going to get, like, a Peggy Carter, Black Panther, Star-Lord, uh, Broken Heart of Doctor Strange, 
crazy yellow jacket, like some form of Avengers out of this. Even if it's just for one thing, all they need to do is tip the scales just a little bit. Right, and I do think that's sort of, at some point the watcher's going to be like, I can't watch this. Um, that or there's just a bunch of watchers in the same room like, man, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> what if the watchers aren't not interfering, but interfering on purpose and then like betting on the outcomes? <laughs> watchers movie theater because it's like multiverse crossover. And they're like, oh, Jim, I haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> I think that would be exciting, though. They're just like, what do you think is going to happen if we uh, if we make it so the Fantastic Four actually fly into the sun instead of cosmic rays? Let's just I, think see what just, I think they'll just die. <laughs> yeah, but like, what would happen to the world? I think they would just die. <laughs> no one to rival Doctor Doom. No Reed Richards on the planet. No Reed Richards. Also, like, Terex is pretty awful. How did the Fantastic Four beat Terex? So the Fantastic Four beat everyone who's way stronger than them because Reed Richards is way smarter than everyone else. I guess that makes sense, but um, how does their power set even like come close to stopping someone who's basically like cosmic terror quake Thanos? So like at one point, um, okay, when the new warriors are fighting Terex, at one point Nova and Namorita lift him off the ground. And the power readings like change, and Reed Richards is like, "Hey, there was a big spike in 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 blah blah blah." He's like, "I get it now. I know what we can do." And like he starts hitting him with with energy that's designed to, as Terex absorbs that energy, it like repels the power cosmic energy out of him. Mm-hmm. And so then eventually he doesn't have any power cosmic, so he's way weaker, and they just beat him. All right. Just better than everyone else. He just goes high science on you. Basically magic. Uh, What was the quote? Like, in great science fiction, the technology will just seem like magic. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, that's the, that's also like the fear of technology too. That technology will become so advanced that no one will be able to understand it anymore. And then that knowledge will become lost. Yeah, I mean, the techno age like it's like every like awful science fiction like the techno dark age where humanity gets so advanced and then like falls down like but you know what's funny is part of humanity's role in that is to just be so stupid that we forget how to build stuff well it's not even like forget how to build stuff it's like become reliant on like artificial intelligence and then yeah i guess forget stuff but like no longer pursue that basically yeah, because the AI is going to do it for us. Right. Right. I totally believe that would happen. Like, we as a species have shown zero ability to protect ourselves from anything that's going to inevitably be a problem. Well, I mean, like, if you could literally watch that in, like, real time. Like, ask anyone if they can remember a phone number. Right. Like, within the last, like, 10 years, people went from having to memorize and write down everyone's phone number and just, like, it has Mima's face, and I press it. No, for sure. And also, it's to the point now where even as I type in, or even I was leaving a message the other day, and I was leaving my number in the message, and I wasn't 100% on my phone number. Yeah, I've definitely switched numbers in my phone number before, and it's cost me uh, you know, like bop, appointments bop. and stuff. Right. Uh, call me back at pop 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 Wait, wait. Ba 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 ba. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, definitely. Like in the in the message, there's no doubt that person was like, "Yeah, he doesn't know his phone number." <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back. We got a little bit more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out, 
at an interesting or fun place, the adventure begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. All right, welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5 the sister stations. Streaming worldwide at IronLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, Nico, before we jump into what I got going here, go ahead and tell everybody about our friends, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more is open, full operating hours. They've got events all week. Today, Monday, from 4 to 8 p.m. is a miniature Monday uh, so come in, paint, construct your minis. You can ask the uh, in-store associates for paint and supplies. Tuesday at 5.45 is the Dragon Ball Super Tournament. Wednesday at 5 p.m. is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Junior Store Tournament and Box Break. Uh, Thursday at 6 is Magic Time. This is the weekly modern meetup. Friday... At 6 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup. Saturday at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon meetup. And at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. Also at 6 p.m. is even more Magic Time. So that is Warhammer Tabletop and Commander meetups for Magic right there. At the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. All kinds of events all week. A great store with fantastic staff. Right there, off 1488. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more. Yeah, um, they're a great sponsor and friend of the show, and we have a great relationship with those guys. We are coming up on um, starting to plan our extra life events with them. Um, there's a really good possibility that we will be debuting the second floor. Uh, with our 25-hour gaming event, um, if it's going to be ready. So we're kind of staring down that barrel. We're going down two equal but opposite paths. We're either going to be there or we're going to be somewhere else that we've got in the works. Um, but uh, I'm excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. So, more news in the world of wrestling. What's up? What you got on me? All right. So. Oh, hold on. Before we start, I looked it up. The Worthy are the bad guys in Feared Self. The Worthy are the bad guys. Yeah. So it's the Mighty Avengers. I mean, title wise, it makes sense, obviously, but it just seems incorrect as far as like what it means to be worthy. But I guess it's. Well, I mean, like, I thought they were like, they were like, basically like the Dark Hammers. They're worthy, but it's like worthy in a bad way. Worthy to wield dark power. Which I which I would agree with. I just that so contrary to the concept of Thor being worthy to his hammer. Such a such a I guess it's the twist. It's what a if, twist. What a twist. What if the bad guys were worthy too? Get out of my office. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm putting a theory out there. It would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I listen. They can they can really seed or do anything at this point. Yeah, honestly. I mean, they could go anywhere from here. I just want to see the Juggernaut Colossus, my favorite version of Colossus. I know, right? Especially, uh, well, it, even more cool considering all the things that aren't. Oh, yeah, Juggernaut had a hammer. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't We didn't mention that. Um, So, I just think it would be really cool. I mean, but there's so much they still haven't even just got into. We still haven't gotten into Atlantis yet. We still haven't really got into Galactus and all the Heralds and all that. Like, there's so much mythology they still haven't even touched on yet in the Marvel Universe that all of this could go anywhere and still be just mad entertaining for a really long time. That's what happens when you got decades of story to look back on. No joke. Um, okay, so... SummerSlam, I don't know why, but I just had this bug. I was like, man, I really want to watch SummerSlam this year. I think it's going to be really good. 
Um, before I get into that, NXT is basically, I think it's moving off of television. I, I might be wrong about that. I don't follow NXT. Um, but I think it's, I think it's coming off of TV and dynamite and AEW is getting a second show on TNT. So one company is trending downward. One company is trending upward. I said though, at the beginning that AEW going against NXT was, was in NXT was in AEW's favor. Yeah. Um, because these were at least more known wrestlers. And if I'm going to pick unknown wrestlers and my two choices are the minor leagues of the WWE or a different professional league, I, I guess I'll watch the different professional league. Um, right. Just it just seems more logical that I don't I don't necessarily want to watch the minor leagues because when they bring these guys up they might change some things. That's true. That and that does frequently happen. Right. Um. And so, you know, um. Yeah. AEW they outperformed NXT. They beat them. And that's not that's not NXT's fault because by design, WWE has told you NXT is less important. Um. Just in how they've built it and how they branded it. It's the minor leagues. It definitely um, does look bad, though. It, I mean, yeah, it's a loss. I mean, there's no, there's no getting around that. It's a loss. But I don't. I, you can't blame Triple H was running NXT, and when it was doing great, he was getting all the credit for it. So yeah. now that it's lost, he's taking all the blame for it. So they're restructuring some things, and Vince McMahon is stepping in and kind of directly taking over NXT to try and revamp it. But this leads me to SummerSlam. So, ratings are struggling. People aren't happy. The networks are kind of like, hey, your competitor's kind of kicking your butt a little bit. Like, what's going on? Um, and keep in mind, WWE now works for two different television networks. Yeah. Uh, USA and Fox. Right, because the shows are split. Yeah, the brands are split on these two different networks. Um, and so, uh, fast forward to SummerSlam. Sure enough, uh, streaming on the Peacock Network, that deal has now gone through, and I'm sure that's really worked out for the W. I mean, they got a lot of cash up front for that, so uh, I'm sure it's worth it. Um, but both Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch come back to the WWE. They both make their returns at SummerSlam. That's huge. You could do, you could just return one of those stars, and that would be big enough. Right. Um, two of them. Both of them, and both of them get involved in SmackDown storylines right there on SummerSlam. Okay? Becky Lynch actually takes over the SmackDown women's title at SummerSlam. And after Roman Reigns defeats John Cena, Brock Lesnar shows up and gives them the cold stare down. Those two have a long, long rivalry where Brock Lesnar essentially beats Roman Reigns over and over and over again and eventually... Roman Reigns wins like one time and somehow that ends the rivalry. Um, but so Brock Lesnar comes back and he just gives uh, Roman Reigns the stare down and then Roman Reigns leaves the ring and that kind of ended the pay-per-view. After the pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar uh, just picks up John Cena and suplexes him in F5 some a bunch of times and then he walks out of the ring. <laughs> in typical Brock Lesnar, I don't like anybody fashion. He picks up a defeated John Cena and just throws him around for a few minutes. Um, just to remind everybody, he's the jerk. <laughs> um, so, in case you forgot, there's a knife tattooed on him. That's true. Right down his chest. A big old, it's basically a sword. That's how big he is. <laughs> but so, the Fox Network. Did you just give uh, SmackDown, Brock Lesnar, and Becky Lynch? Yeah. And WWE was like, no, no, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) USA is like, who are we getting? And he's like, well, um, and they haven't figured that out yet. They have not figured that out yet. And so WWE is kind of, um, caught between its two lovers right um and so while it's dealing with that uh aew's debuting a second show also there's all kinds of guys just floating around out there now 
Andrade is a good – he's a good wrestler. He's fun to watch. He's floating around. Braun Strowman has started taking uh, dates. And there you go. Um, so the weirdest move in the history of everything. Oh, my gosh. So he hasn't done anything with AEW yet, but it's coming. The Big Show, um, actually – so he's been with AEW for a little while as an announcer. He went in and he choke slammed somebody the other day. And now talks are that he might do a couple matches. Oh, man. The Big Show, he's a classic from when I was like a kid. He is, and he's in the best shape of his life right now. So, like, they've got room for some people. Um, and the Iconics just, man, it was funny. When they first came on, I wasn't really that excited about them. Just wasn't. They really grew on me as a tag team, though. And now, all of a sudden, they both have been released from the company. They got released separately, which was odd. But they now have both been released. <laughs> Imagine. I'm firing your tag team. That's terrible. Well, you they, first, they, though. They, 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 did, they always do this. They always break up tag teams and then try to see if they can work solo. The Iconics were literally a tag. Like, they came up as a tag team. Like, they could have... There are wrestlers who do their whole career as tag teams not anymore so Wrong. right so they sent them to different brands and then the one girl got released first and then Peyton Royce was still doing good but they wouldn't book her in anything big but she still looked good in everything she was doing and eventually she they just they don't have room for you they don't have room for you it is what it is so they sent her home too meh meh uh I don't even know who the women tag team champions are right now. Like, I have no idea. Um, that's how much of a mess that whole thing is. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you get rid of your iconic duo. <laughs> right. But no, I, um, and now they're back together. And now they're going to be the inspirations. That's funny. Like, like they, they're also an I word. Yeah, okay, fine. You own Iconics? We're going to be something else. We're going to be the inspirations. <laughs> and the reality is it works for them. I and mean, they're a good duo. They, it just does. And so one of them's the better wrestler. One of them's the better mouth. And they just, they play off each other really well. So there's a lot, there's a lot of talent floating around because WWE is just letting people go. But then they're still struggling to put good television on. Because, you know, it's because WWE is known for its uh, absolutely love and care and respect for its wrestlers. <laughs> and also never making a dumb decision. Yeah, never once in their entire career has anything ever come back to bite them. Ever. Right. Literally ever. They're a flawless organization run by upstanding, wonderful people. <laughs> so, all that going on... Um... Yeah, there's just a lot happening. And then a little petty story broke the other day. The WWE has uh, gotten away from doing catering backstage. Like, what? They continue to just be the worst successful thing on the planet. Like, just petty, right? They're basically proof that success does not mean you become a good company. Oh, yeah. And I think they're almost exemplary of, like, just because you're successful doesn't mean you're good at all. <laughs> it's like everything, literally everything. It's like, well, what do we are? Wrestling organization? Are wrestlers employees? No, we contract them. They're contractors. And in their contract that they have to sign to work for us, whether they don't work for us because they're contractors, in that contract it states they can't make money anywhere else while they work for us. Like, like what? what is the point? Um... Like... And also, we're just not going to have food backstage because that's expensive. <laughs> and we're going to keep... <laughs> excuse gonna excuse keep our back... multi-million dollar anything else. Right. And we're going to keep bringing back a bunch of old wrestlers every once in a while to take title shots away from other people. Right. Yeah. And if we don't like you, you're just never going to do anything. Right. You're going to so... spend... You're going to spend... You're going to spend the next eight years of your life in mid-card hell. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, um, Liv Morgan 
another one of my I, I really like her. I think she's a good wrestler, but she's really she's good looking. She's got a great dynamic kind of bit. Like when you see her, like, yeah, that's fun. Let's watch her. Um well they just haven't used her on TV in like three months. Yeah, you're having to Google if she like something happened to her and you're like, yeah. oh, she just hasn't been on television. Thank yeah, God. no, she's traveling with the show. She just doesn't get used. <laughs> you imagine that, like you get there that day and they're like, yeah, we don't have anything for you. You can do a couple dark matches. Yeah, like imagine like you're on tour with a band, right? And they're like, no, don't worry. You'll just play that. You'll be playing the cafe after party, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, now that you're here, grab a tray of drinks, walk them around. We're serving people. Right. What? <laughs> Don't I open? No, you. You. That's the second opener's job. Yeah. No. 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 Thanks for coming. No. Um. Yeah. It's just a mess, though. All right. We're kind of up against it here, though. So. Um. Yeah. They're just a train wreck, though. I don't. I don't know how they're doing it. Oh, man. The WWE never never fails to amaze me. Um. Anyway, that's gonna wrap us up today on this Monday edition. I hope everyone's enjoying the day off, the extended long weekend. Hope everyone gets to sleep in today. Heck, I hope we're your alarm clock for today. It's now 3 p.m. though, so you got to go do something else. Um, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself and the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are, uh, we'll be back on Thursday afternoon, and uh, the podcast will drop tonight for this episode. Make sure to hang out with us on the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Radio. And uh, everybody take care of yourselves. Stay safe, stay clean, stay happy. Have a great holiday. Just remember to go back to work tomorrow, I guess. I mean, if you want. All right, this is Nerds Like Radio. We're out. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.